We wanted a the seven thirty showtime, and we all talked about it. Mm-hmm. I woke up at eight thirty this morning. And that theater was almost sold out. And in the process of trying to decide if I should buy tickets in like some other time slot, I went back to that time slot and saw, in a matter of 15 <laughs> minutes, the four rows disappeared. He goes, so Neo goes, tickets are up for sale. And then Felix goes, my fucking God. <laughs> the whole fucking theater is already taken. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 205. 205. I'm Neo Ayoshi, joined by some cool dudes. Who are you? It's Trip Zero. What up? 2005 was a good year that I don't remember. That's Felix Hergood. That's and Felix Hergood. That's on, Felix Hergood. Brought to you by the OG Podcast Network. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, how's everyone doing today? It's great. We're back at the table again. Back at the table again. And not on a Sunday, unfortunately. That was nope. my bad planning that pushed us back. <laughs> he I felt fucked it up. so bad Trip, about Trip it. flew the His flag. He, he flew the I Sunday flag real hard. And then it was like, we're intentionally throwing him on the Sunday. guys. is the day. I promise from now on. Is, is Sunday's the day? Sunday's the day. I don't know if I believe you. I'm just kidding. We'll see. It's, yeah, yeah, what's going to happen is Sunday, and I'm going to be like, let's go to the Phillies game. Yeah, you're going to yeah, you're gonna on, pick a Sunday. That, that Sunday. No, we, we, won't for, we won't do a Sunday game for the Phillies. We'll do like yeah. a Saturday or like a – maybe if, in, if everyone's off a business person's special in the middle of the day, that could be fun too, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out. It's nice. It's very but good But we're stuff. at least back in the studio at the table, and it feels good. As, as convenient as Discord is, I like – I like seeing you guys, and I think we sound a lot better on these mics anyway. So Yeah, I think it's a, it's good for the chemistry and all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so it's been quite a week since mm-hmm. we've last met. A um, bunch of news things happened. A lot of news things. Um, we're, later, we're going to talk about the Borderlands 3 announcement mm-hmm. and the uh, events surrounding that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this hot anthem news that dropped today. Hot anthem news. Literally. Literally today. Today, yeah. A couple um, hours ago. But hot on the luncheon Before counter. that, I thought we would talk more about... Uh, Division 2, because oh. Felix has been playing it yeah, a little bit more. for sure. And um, damn. you've been mm. enjoying Elder Scrolls Blades. Well, I've, I've been on a little bit of a re- rediscovery of Elder Scrolls, because I set up my Vive, my yep. VR situation again. I saw your message that was like, holy shit, I've been playing VR Skyrim until 4 a.m. I like hit the, um, the menu button, because like you have your, your floating menus in-game as you play, but then you have like a Vive button that links into Steam. That just like hazes everything out and just floats over wherever you, you press it. But it's got the time there too. So I just I went to like, oh, I think I'm about done. And so I hit the, the menu button. It was like four twenty nine and I'm like what? fucking rip, dude. <laughs> so uh t- You were in your vibe until four twenty nine. Correct. In the morning. Yeah. Wow. So let's unpack that a bit. What's what's so, uh, should I dive in? What, should I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you start and then we'll get into some. Right, so I was like I was kinda of bored one night and I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Like I just I feel like playing a game, but I don't feel like playing like Destiny or a game that I'm grinding out, you know, I've been, been watching a lot of uh, a lot of Netflix, too. I didn't even feel like doing that. I was like, I'm going to set up my Vive again. So, like, clean out all the space, set up all the base stations, and recalibrate everything. Because I had to do that on my new PC. Everything was deleted and, and uninstalled and everything and shifted around. So mm. I had to set it up anyway. So I did, and I'm like, man, this is, this is fucking cool. I forgot how just wacky and insane VR is. And, like, they've changed the whole layout of of your Vive experience. When you hop in, you're in, like... 
a home setting that you can choose and, and change and update. Um, this Vibes home setting is like a little little house, very modern, uh, minimal aesthetic house, wooden floors. The views are out to this like mountain and river, and it looks very gorgeous. And you hear the birds fly around as you stand around your your empty living room looking at advertisements for video games. That's probably creepy. It's I think it's kind of cool. It reminds me of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you remember Heavy Rain? Cool. Yes, that you got the dude with the glasses. It's it's very Heavy Rain aesthetic. This mm. place, yeah. But like the shelves have like is like a portal cube. And I could like pick up the portal cube and like hold it in my hand. I'm like, damn, I'm, a hold- I'm holding the companion cube from Portal. Like little shit like that makes me happy. I'm very easy to please when it comes to like like VR experiences. Then like there's a little paint gun you can pick up, and I was like painting and drawing and writing in 3D. Like I signed my name, then like looked at the angle of my name changes. I ducked around my name, just like weird little That's shit crazy. That, that you can only do in VR. But I'm like, what am I gonna like? What am I gonna get, dude? And I started looking at the store. Because, like, I have a bunch of games, and I was thinking about you, doing when you're looking at the store. When you're looking at the store, you're, like, doing it with your hands, and you're, like, in the room. Doing you can. You definitely can. I actually, I was just browsing through the regular, like, the regular Steam oh, library. Because okay, okay. I was looking at my games, and I was going to maybe do Abduction. Abduction's the game that the Mist team made, mm-hmm. uh, like, totally from scratch, new IP. Um, but then I'm like, this is the Elder Scrolls, like, anniversary weekend. And, and I think it was, like, 30 or 40% off. Skyrim VR. Now, that's a separate purchase from the main game. It's a separate yeah. purchase, yeah. Damn, so. they got you again. Dude, they got me again. I bought, I have, obviously, the PS3. I've got Switch. I've got the yeah. Special Edition PC. Now I've got Skyrim VR. I bought that game so many yeah, times. Yeah, I have it on Switch and PC. Yeah, I have a bunch of purchases of Skyrim under my belt. Um, scooped Morrowind, too. That was free. Free to download. Nice. And then uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, which I can talk a little bit about, too. That's an early access right now on iOS and Android. I'd love to hear about that. Um but I loaded up Skyrim VR, dude, and like anyone who's played Skyrim knows you play, you've started Skyrim about ten to twenty times, like from scratch. So oh, like, you're you, awake. You, <laughs> you know the beginning. You're in the cart. Yeah. The dragon attacks the city. You go through the cave. All that fun shit. Like, but dude, being there in that dragon be, attack, like being there changes everything. It changes everything because you can like look all around. You. Look all around. Like, I. I How's movement? I'm trying... Well, I'll get to movement in a second because movement is, is dope. I'm trying to describe the sense and not sound like a crazy person. But, like, when I was in the cart, I was, like, slightly... Like, I got the very beginning feelings of being starstruck because I was looking at Ulfric Stormcloak. Like, the leader of of the Norse people, the king of of, <laughs> of the Norse, the one who shouted the king to death. And I'm I'd, like, I'd lose my shit. I'm, this, like, I? I'm like, that's... that's him dude i'm in the cart next to him he's got his mouth tied up so he can't shout and kill people like it's not real starstruck because then you know it's a video game but there's still a part of your brain that is looking at something with actual depth with the free movement of your body to experience this and be in this world and, and there's a part of your brain that regardless of logic recognizes that and is like no this it's a stimulus i'm looking at this i'm an animal and i'm focusing on this thing because i'm seeing it with depth and this thing is really here so that part of your brain is like fucking, it's like tricking you into it's super it super tricked. Like it's like if you ever walk out on VR over nothingness, like you walk off a ledge into space, yeah, you, won't, yeah. you won't really fall. But, but your brain's t- like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You don't, get that don't... you get that sinking yeah. stomach feeling. Yeah, your oh like survival God. kicks in. It's like I couldn't do it. You can't step over the edge. There's nothing there. But then your your bigger brain's like, "Nah, dude, I'm like not really here." But then your your eye brain is like, "The fuck do you mean? I'm looking right at nothing. You're gonna step on nothing." It's just a weird phenomenon that happens with your brain. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But I got lost in that world again. Like, I would just look at everything. I would look at, like, signs. I would, like... How do you move and pick things up? So you got a couple options. You can um, actually move your character directly like you would on a joystick. 
and just look around that way. Or you can use teleportation, which is what a lot of VR does, where you hold a button and you have this little arc that pops out of your controller uh-huh. and you aim where you want to go on the ground. So you essentially hop yourself ahead like 10 yards, does 20 yards. Does it show animation of the character moving? No, it's no? an instant boom, boom. You see where you're aiming mm. and then all of a sudden you're there in a split second. Now, does that break the game? Like the immersion? Or like, like how does combat work? Like how, how, do, you, how do you handle that so, stuff? So short answer, yes. Movement and combat are almost game-breaking in VR because the combat is one-to-one movement with right. the Vive controllers. You're moving your arms, so swinging your sword. Even with yeah. like the original game on PS3, I was always a fan of dual-wielding swords. I didn't, like, I didn't go for shields. I didn't really fuck with magic. I was just full-on offense. And I got two swords, and it's all one-to-one action. So like as fast as you can swing your hands, the game's going to register those hits. So there's, there's nothing that, that is a threat. Like you don't have to. I don't have to wait for like a button. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Like the Skyrim fucking. No, you're you know, just. You can sound. just go. Ah! Yeah. Oh, so the problem with it is that you're in God mode, not that it's bad. I didn't say it was a problem. I fucking had a shit ton of fun, dude. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, great. Yeah. Like you can even twist your hand and your sword blade like rotates around. It's all one to one direct wow. direct action in there. It's nuts. It's you, fucking crazy. You can get fucking stabby. Yeah. Get real stabby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> you know what I even did one point? Yeah. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I cleared out a bandit camp because I was creeping up just looking. Oh, shit, they got some ca- some people up there. Are they nice or are they not nice? And they were not nice. Mm-hmm. So I killed them. And, and Bo is like, you do this. I haven't done it yet, but I want oh, to. you got to tell yeah, me but, about but that. But I think, I think it is like that, yeah. I should come over. Oh, for, uh, for sure, dude. Dive in. Because I do. I have the room scale set up. So, like, you can walk around freely in whatever area you teleport to. Wow. So you can literally just wander. And that's what I've been doing. I was wandering. And like, and then I cleared this camp out and I just like, and the game tells you visually on the screen when you're hitting the boundaries of your room. Yes. There's, there's something called the chaperone. That's part of Vive that hangs these transparent blue lines that, that fade in as you get closer to actually smacking your face against something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know where, you, when you get close, you see it. It reminds yeah. me of, um, and the, the recommend- Star Trek, the Star, Star Trek rooms. Oh, they're hollow decks. The hollow decks. Yeah. yeah. And the recommendation mm-hmm. probably is that you move, your boundary thing slightly in from the ba- actual boundaries of your room. No, you can actually have it lined up against the actual boundary. Oh, you make like, it flush. It, it, it doesn't pop up for you when you're at that wall. It gives you like a couple inches. So okay. you know that you're about to hit it. Okay. So you can, you can really push it as far as, as, far as you want. I, I, I would probably uh, fall on the uh, side of conservative <laughs> <laughs> because I flail about. Yeah. I, no, you I'm, definitely could, dude. I flail about, yeah. But, like, after I cleared this camp out, I'm not kidding with you guys. I, like, it was nighttime, and, like, you know how that big, the one big planet, the big red planet in the Skyrim sky pops mm-hmm. up? I just, I, I laid down. You sat there. I laid like, down in the camp. Like, I sat down first, and I laid down, like, looked up at the sky, and, like, listened to the trees, and everything rustle around. That was one of the first the things I... was crackling. I, like, stared at the sky Wait, like, your like, character when I first got can, it. like, lay down? Dude, it's one-to-one action, and the, it tracks your movement. So, like, I literally, I sat down, looked around the camp, and I laid down and just looked at the sky. Well, that was a, that's like an action you couldn't do in the game. That's what's cool about that. I mean, you can look up yeah, and pretend. Like, there's no like character, like action for like lay your character down. Yeah. No, I'm essentially just like a floating camera. I guess maybe that's how. The now, game did looks you like. get to go through a character creation process? Mm-hmm. So, were you like a dude or a chick? I was a dude. Yeah. Because I always, I just, I make, I try to make myself, and then I fail, and then I just make some wacky looking dude. Can you look down at your body? Uh, no, there's not a, there's not a body okay. self, but there are hands. There's weird floating hands. Cool. All right. Um, cool. Okay. So I couldn't like 
play with my titties. I mean, I knew, I knew that was going. There might there, be a but... mod. There might. Be, I think there actually is like a body sense mod that like creates more of like a torso if you do and look down. And then you're like playing with your and titties. tits yeah. for sure. I mean, you can mod the game. So there's a lot of like <laughs> beautification mods, and I might actually fuck with some because it's just the base PC game mm. VRified. So mm-hmm. you can definitely add better textures. It's like all the PS3 textures, so it's not oh, wow. super gorgeous. Well, I know there is an HD texture kit. Oh yeah, that you can probably mm-hmm. pop in there. I've yeah. I, I did that with my um, special edition version. And that was a lot of fun. Right, yeah, yeah, Man, that's crazy. Okay, let me ask you. It's nuts, though, dude. I just want one more thing about yeah, the yeah, actual, yeah. like, controls. Do it. You know how you pick things up in the game? You, like, long press. And, like, a console. You long press X, and you can yeah, yeah. then move around, like, that cup or that sword or whatever that's, like, on the table. Yeah. You can do that with the game, but you, you do it with the trigger. The trigger's, like, your grab mechanism. Mm-hmm. So, like, this game is so specific and so pre- precision-based. And because you're actually looking at, like, your hands being tracked in real time. Like I can I could pick up a sword or some pick up doesn't matter what it is, right? A thing, like a cup, whatever, throw it up in the air and catch it in midair. By pressing the trigger again as it hits the moment where it would hit my you hand. You could you could ah. technically juggle. I can juggle, I can toss things between my hands up in the air, it's catch it with cool. the same hand. It's like it's cool. so it's so precise. And That's for that reason, cool. game breaking. So it's like you're not playing this to have a, a struggling experience. Can you experience. throw cups at people? I'm sure you can. Totally. As 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 an attack, if you fling your thing, oh, I don't know if it'll do damage. Like if, like if like oh no, I dropped my sword. I'm just gonna yeah. throw everything on the table Maybe, at you. You know. Yeah, this might introduce a new dynamic to like strategy in Skyrim. Throw plates and shit at, yeah, at the huh, enemy. Huh, I don't you. remember if plates because you can throw things. They probably don't have a damage. I don't remember modifier. In, I don't think them. in re- original but, Skyrim they would cause damage. But collision damages you if you end up with wonky collision and your body is like through a table. Like you'll get hit. As the game like knocks you out, so I'm wondering like maybe if you accelerate a plate fast enough, you can actually damage an NPC or an enemy. Interesting. These are things that like the speedrunner brain in me. Now about. there's there's a game I'm gonna recommend to you that you should get okay. on VR. Oh, is it Beat Saber? It's fucking Beat Saber, dude. Everyone says Beat Saber. Fucking get it. It's the only to. VR game I've played. Well, I played like this tower defense yeah. game. You guys should absolutely once. check out the Skyrim shit. It's fucking. Oh it's yeah. Nutty. It's absolutely. I would nutty. love. I would love to. Um, but Beat Saber's fun as fuck. Yeah, it's real I've, fun. I've watched videos of it, and it does look does look really, really fun. Yeah, I had a good time with it. But yeah, that's that's what I've lost hours to. Literally, time travel until like four thirty in the morning. That's the best way to do it, man. Living, fuck, you're man. you're ready player wanting it. I, I really, to- am. I would totally get in a lot of trouble if I got one of those. Yeah. That's why I'm reluctant to do it. Do you, only do you know, do you know how much VR porn there is now? I don't even don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. Don't I tell can't me. know. <laughs> I can't spend money on this thing. Uh, I can't. That's awesome. So, yeah, did that, and then I did uh, Blades because I was on this Elder Scrolls kick. All right, let's let's hear what's Blades all about. Blades is a um. Well, how, I mean, are we? It's like Elder Scrolls Light, right? Kind of. Yeah, Blades is the mobile mobile Elder Scrolls, and it's not like. A mainline entry, so you're not like exploring around with full control around an RPG. What you do is you have this town that got attacked, and you have to rebuild the town. And everyone in the town has like missions they can give you. And when you begin a mission, you go to like this instance of almost like a uh, I don't know if it's randomly generated or not, but it's very much like uh, like pretty linear with secrets that you can find, like little side sections if you want to collect everything in the game. And your goal is to kill X amount of minions or collect whatever materials are there. And usually like a, a stronger boss enemy there. And then a bunch of materials that you can collect as you go through or chests that you can find. And chest is your major loot uh, source in the game. 
so here's what happened in my experience. I just remembered. In what? what with, with this game. With Blades? I went into my phone, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and the fucking thing was installed. And I went, oh, cool. They, just, they gave it to me. Yeah. So I thought in my head that that meant I was eligible to play yeah. it. No, you can install it, but you had to sign in with your Bethesda no, no, listen, account. Listen, I didn't install it. They installed it. The, the App Store installed it. What? Did you pre-order it when they announced it? Yes. Then that's, that's why. That's why. Okay. So I pre-ordered. I'm like, the App Store doesn't. Just and I say, look, like, you would like this game. Have it on your uh, phone. Would you like this U2 album? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I pre-ordered it. So it's installed, and I'm yeah. excited to try it. And I go into it, and it just, it gives me like a quick moment to like slash with the mechanics. Yep. Oh, but then does and it. And then it put up a message saying, we'll let you know when you can play it. Uh, yeah, it did the same thing to like, me. Motherfucker. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, fuck you. It looks great. I deleted it. It's, it looks amazing. It plays amazing. Um, one of the most fascinating things about this game is that you can play it in, in landscape or portrait yeah, mode. And the UI adjusts. Is, is so smooth. It literally adjusts on the fly. The menus are different. So this makes me think. I look at this and I go, Depending on this how you're was not made with the, the, the engine that they use, the creative engine. There are certain things that, that look straight out of Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Or or Oblivion, and there are the sound effects 100 percent from those games. Oh sure, but it's it's for sure its own mobile engine mm-hmm. or experience. Uh, still a little buggy, like the skin textures when I have this helmet on go like black instead of like actual skin tone. I have to take that off to like you know have it look normal. Um, but it plays so smooth. Your attacking is just holding on the screen until a circle fills up, and, and you, you let go. Yeah, you can. You have a shield button. You have skill buttons that pop up if you want to like do a strong attack or cast a magic spell. Um, and movement is super smooth. It's either on-screen joysticks that show up wherever you tap your finger, or if you're in uh, vertical mode, if you're in portrait mode, you can't one-to-one control your look, but you tap on the ground where you want to go, and you go there, and then you drag your screen to look around. Mm. It's completely playable one-handed, but you, which is really crazy and really smooth. You're saying it's an open world? or No, it's not. You live in a, like a hub town that you are currently or constantly upgrading with materials you bring back from these little side missions. I think it reminds me of, uh, uh, what was it called? It was called Elder Scrolls Arena. You the mean that was, the that was the first like, game? Yeah, like the first game. I don't, I don't know enough about Arena to like say yes or no. I to mean, that's like, real old. When I yeah. looked at footage of it, like that, that was like Bethesda pre-open world. And that's the impression. Well, they tried good. to make it as open world as possible. Yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, you can tell it's like very mobile. It oh, is, wow, yeah. Really cool. Yeah, like this reminds me of like... So you move, you move around... With a joystick and looking. Or if you're vertical, you kind of like drag where you want to go. And then just tap. But honestly, what like what amazes me is how smoothly like the game adjusts to how you want to experience it. Like smooth movement, the UI shifts, it's it's nuts. Um combat is nice cool. and chill. It's it's a very it's a chill but still pretty in-depth Elder Scrolls experience. Because you do find loot and you can upgrade yourself and equip new weapons and armor and and yeah, you know, there are skill trees. And you can swap your um, you can swap your character too. You can just go. There's a guy in the town that will just like change your entire build. Your your race doesn't matter. It does. All oh, the races okay. have stats. There's actually like a uh, a light character creator with eye shapes, nose shapes, distance, placement, jaw. Like it feels like an Elder Scrolls iPhone. They just experience. squished it down. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Now the the big yeah. I was gonna the, say, do you want to talk the about the controversy? controversy? Is that um, the game has this chest mechanic, and like I said earlier, that's your major source of loot. There are different chest rarities, and this is where the game gets you because 
there are timers for things and timers this is, is a, mobile's is favorite a it's mo- their favorite, favorite thing. thing to do with mobile yeah. games add a timer to things there are timers when you're building new areas in your um in your town and there are timers for how long it takes for your chest to actually open so you have to collect your chest and you say unlock this chest and you can only be unlocking one chest at a time oh my god so they gate you real hard they do and you can of course speed it up with gems gems is the speedy uppy currency that you game. have to pay real money for right you don't have to fully you do get a lot of gems uh throughout regular gameplay the first hit's free though you know what i mean the, yeah oh of course, of course. they give you the first hit um, free. oh you mean the first taste of the heroin but there are exactly. there are other things that you can buy with gems so you can speed up current chests or you can save up gems and buy chests themselves and let them you know mm-hmm. time up or whatever so it all depends on if that matters to you if you're someone who's going to see that and be impatient then maybe skip it or maybe buy it if you're someone who has a lot of money for me that's like my sign of like oh cool i got this chest now i'm just done for a while because yeah. i've never i've never been a big mobile gamer and i'm right. for sure not going to dump I used, any money into this i used to but. play those like town building ones that you're like mm-hmm. oh i'm going to build these parts and yeah. now i'm waiting 12 hours yep. yeah so I tomorrow i guess i'll turn the game on and see what that's, happens that's you know exactly what i mean what, yeah what this is essentially mm-hmm. that's what happened to sim city on mobile yeah he turned into that and i'm just like fuck you dude the yeah. shitty part the shittiest shit. part is that you can only be doing one chest at a time you can't be like i have all these chests they're all cooking and i'll just open them up whenever it's literally the game will only do one chest. does fallout shelter have that kind of shit they have the lunch boxes always boxes um but I, honestly honestly though you don't need the lunch boxes. you don't need them um and i i played that when that game first came out i played it a ton of it and nothing ever stopped me from progressing. I was never gated in any form in, in like, like these, these yeah, styles. Fallout Shelter's really done well. Yeah. And w- wasn't it yeah. like one of the most downloaded games or something that year? Yeah, pro- yeah, because they announced it in their conference. And, and, and it, it was, was like, free. Yeah, it was available. Like, it's available now. They did, yeah. they did that whole thing. Um, yeah, that was pretty, that was very highly downloaded. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of the old Sim Tower games. It did. Mm-hmm. Sim Tower. That's on, exactly on love Sim Tower. Hey, you fucking know that game? Dude, I eat my old Mac. Dude. I would play all the Sim, Sim Ant. Sim Ant and Tower were my jam. I never played Sim Ant, but I used to oh, tear dude. the fuck out of that Sim Tower game. Sim, it was Ta- amazing. Sim Tower was my <laughs> jam. It was you building a hotel. Yeah. I don't know what Sim I need, Tower is. You get condos in there. You can put a fucking movie theater in well, there. You, you know, know what Fallout Shelter looks like. Yes. It's that side view. It's like you're chopping the vault in half and you see all the rooms. Right, right. So and, you're so chopping that. a skyscraper in half and you're like, okay, I'm building oh. my skyscraper. You're building a hotel. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a choice between whether you wanted to do condominiums or a hotel in the beginning? Well, yeah, they were they were like an upgraded thing. Like you could do like apartments or condos, and like they were like the bigger, mm-hmm. more luxurious, yeah, the luxurious ones. And hmm. Trips like, oh no, <laughs> they, they fucking found something, hmm. dude. If they remade Sim Tower, I would totally play um, it tomorrow. There they is, don't have to. It's it's Fallout Shelter. No, well, they did it. no, there's there's a game on Steam that's like a like a clone of it. Like uh, a like what's a, it called? Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you. On it's on my. It's, not, it's not a Sim game. Flower. It's like a City Skylines deal. <laughs> it's like City Skylines is the Sim City as oh, this game is the Sim Tower. Oh, did that? Uh, Jim Tower. Jim Tower. <laughs> Dude, I might tell it. If it's on, is it on the Mac, you think? I don't know. I got to check Steam. I like how you do a whole arm point. Is it on the Mac? Is it on is this it computer? On do you think? <laughs> Can I get it on this computer? <laughs> that one? That one right there? I, maybe? I promise you, if you remind me later, I will, yeah, yeah, I will yeah. look it up for Definitely. you. you yeah. your, your big reminder <laughs> saved this morning. 
was the yeah, yeah. the end game tickets was yeah. oh my god I, st- I saw I saw messages that were going end game tickets are live and I'm we, like I got to tell you would have thought that the world was actually on fire we wanted a 7:30 showtime mm-hmm. on the 25th which is technically the day before the movie comes out here where we live we wanted a the 7:30 showtime and we all talked about it mm-hmm. I woke up at 8:30 this morning and that theater was almost sold out. And in the process of trying to decide is- if I should buy tickets in like some other time slot, I went back to that time slot and saw, in a matter of 15 <laughs> minutes, the four rows disappeared. He goes, so Neo goes, tickets are up for sale. And then Felix goes, my fucking God. <laughs> the whole fucking theater is already taken. <laughs> like, the stakes were so high. I man. was losing my shit. But what was amazing is I, then I went to the 9 o'clock time slot because I was like, let's push it back because I didn't think the 6 o'clock time slot would have more available, right? I thought it would be more out. And it, as it turns out, the 6 o'clock time slot at that time was less taken up. And then, yeah, I mean, you're flip-flopping because of, like, the time constraints. And it's just like, we'll make it work. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's so, I'm sitting here, like, laughing to myself about how I was worried. It is. I had talked to, to all these – to eight people – about getting them tickets, well, I get and it, I said I was carrying covered. a heavy the pressure, burden. The, the burden is, is real. I have been clicking the seven o'clock button for three and, days, and I know it's been stressful for those days. Yeah, and like I can see the times, but I can't find the. The tickets. weight is finally fucking lifted. We have eight tickets at six. I'm so PM happy, man. On the twenty fifth, happy that the stress is. Going. But we're going as a crew, so it's I'm really real cool. excited. I'm real excited that's, about that's it. That's why it's important to talk about it on the show. Um, Felix, would you like to talk about Division Two and your experience the with Division it? Division Two? Because yeah, you you bought it literally after we talked about it last week. I, I bought it during the show. You did. You did. You showed us we our got phone you, on the Xbox. We got you like, so hot. I did it. I did it. I did it. All right. Tell me, so, tell me about it. Uh, it started off very much like Resident Evil 2. Like, Where you hated it and then you no, really love it? No, I never got to smoldering hate because I had played Division 1. Mm. So I remember... <laughs> you know what you're getting into. Smoldering yeah. hate is a great way to put that first day of no, Resident Evil 2. That first 2. day of Resident Evil 2 yeah. was smoldering the, hate. Still like I was top 10 transitions of all time. Your yeah. turnaround on, on Resident Evil 2 is the biggest. Yeah. Pretty, pretty nutty, honestly. Like, yeah. holy shit. If anyone doesn't know, uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I platinumed Resident Evil 2 shortly after. But day one it. for you was like, this game is frustrating. Fuck this game. And yeah. it, it is, oh, okay. I was, thought you were going to snap your console in half, like people like rip phone books. Mm. Like you were just going to do that <laughs> to, your, to your fucking PS4. That. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, was, yeah, Division. Pretty ragey. Uh, no, I wasn't ragey with Division 2, but the very first day that I played it, I had this fucking strange lag problem. Yeah. And it happened through the whole stream, and it was not the stream. It was 100% Division 2. The game, yeah. Um, so I just I was frustrated by that because I was like, man, I hope all the experiences I have aren't like this. Since then, not one experience has well, been like that. A- after That's that good. week, they patched it midweek because Felix, even on PC, I was having the same issue. Massive stuttering yeah, in yeah. like any time you did anything. Yeah, I did notice yeah. there was a patch that came through one day when I was like right before I lo- loaded it up. They do a lot of little um, micro patches. patches yeah, yeah stealth patches here and there. No, they, they announced it was on their blog. They totally... Oh, not stealth then. It was, no, it wasn't stealth. They stealth said, to me they said my, yes, we are, we are releasing a minor patch <laughs> to address these issues. to my attention yeah. span. The limits of my that's, attention. That's, <laughs> that seems more accurate, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, 
when you noticed Trip Zero midweek, there was one of the streams I did where it said the title of the stream was "This is game is really hard without other people." Yes, that's no longer true. Okay, because um, I was going to say I disagree I, with you. I think what it comes down to is uh, I need to pay, I needed to pay attention to the region like recommendations. Yes, like, this uh, we recommend you do not come into this region unless you are this level. I didn't pay attention to, to that. Um, I, it, Especially right next to the where the, the first settlement, the theater settlement is. Yeah. Immediately to the west, that area to the west is like a jump of like twenty levels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. roam into there. It's very easy to walk the, over there. The it's thing, like two blocks. The thing at a super low level, I struggled with, and this is why I ended up writing that in the stream on the next stream. It's funny, the stream where I wrote this game is really hard without other people. Mm-hmm. I only played with a rando for about 20 minutes of that stream. It was about a four and a half hour stream. Mm-hmm. And during that whole stream, I did it all by myself. And since then, I've done nothing but play by myself for the most part. Because there's there's not many people who are con- playing consistently on Xbox. Right. Like, there are people I know who bought the game, but they are never in there and are never reliable to be so supporting. There's a cool feature that's like call for help. I Okay, the only thing about that feature that I wish they would change is I wish if I called for help, it would call AI instead of real humans if they're not available. I Mm. just want them to patch that and make it so it brings in AI instead of real humans if you can't find real humans. I don't think they have that sort of technology. I don't think that exists. It's fine. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, I'm also perfectly fine just understanding my gadgets better because Mm -hmm. now that I know how to use like certain things, like the cluster bomb is unfucking believable The seeker cluster. Very I useful. love Seeker Cluster, dude. Well, the, the Seeker Cluster is just like it completely eviscerates everyone's health, mm-hmm. like before I kill them. So then I'm just killing them with a pistol. I don't even need to like. Diamond Jab brought the uh, the weakening cloud to my attention. The like, purple one, the purple like uh, gas canister. That, oh, that's... I used it heavily in my early game. Shit just erases shields. So mm-hmm. so for Gone, that dude. so for that I would probably have to then rock what hive for health. Because if I'm playing solo, I need to be able to heal myself I've, with something other than I've armor I've never kits. used a healing ability playing this game. Oh. I've literally never... Just equi- armor I, kits. I own them, but I've never equipped a healing ability. I'm all either offense or, like, support defense. I, I've used Hive, but, like, the little bees, like, just the ones that come out and, like, zap the, the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use the cluster bombs. I use but the... But I, uh, I don't know how you're... Do- I don't know how you're doing that when you're playing... Are you playing with other just, people? Just playing out of my goddamn mind. Are dude. you playing alone? Both. And when I'm alone, I need some kind of healing thing. I'm sorry. I, so, just, don't apologize. I, I, with I my die, current I die build, too often. with my current build, I'm actually using the the chem launcher's healing cloud exclusively. Yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I've been using. I've been rocking that yeah, I, and the. Uh, I'm rocking the chem launcher healing cloud. Yeah. Right. I got those, and then I have the. I alternate between when I'm in an open area, meaning when I'm outside of a building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use cluster bombs indoors, and then when I'm outside, I use the uh, sniper turret. My problem with the hive is is the cooldown time is way too long. Right. That's my. That's my. The, one, that's but, a, that's a problem with the sniper turret as well. That's but why later in the game, it. you'll you'll find things that will reduce the cooldown. Right. I know. The coils yeah. and all that shit. But, but yeah. right now, as it is, uh, the problem I'm having with the mod system at because I'm in, I'm in World Tier Four now, which is like current end game. Yeah. The problem I'm having with it is is these mods require you to have a certain amount of skill power. Right. And there's no gear that I can produce that will give me enough skill power to support these mods that go on. But no, to these, but there's these attachments to certain pieces of gear that that give you skill power. Right. But trust me when I say they want they want you to have like. Six thousand skill power, and like, oh. the, like you'll well, you'll know. Yeah, what's well, up? Well, on Friday. Oh, okay. What happened? 
Friday, this coming Friday, World Tier Five, World comes Tier out. Five comes out. It does. So you're gonna probably be able to get that skill power you need. That that see that makes me wonder why are they giving you such high, like they're giving you like this high. I get. We'll see. I don't know. We're gonna we, we we're gonna know. find out. We like, don't know until we know. So the questions in my brain, I'm like, why are these mods I'm, unusable and I, they're just sitting in my inventory? You yeah, know? I'm I'm wearing my first piece of gear that has a slot on it. It's called like a utility slot. Utility or slot. Yeah. Or utility protocol or slot is yeah. what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I put, you know, I put a mod in there that added some skill power. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was like ten because that's the level I'm at. Right, right. But it's like ten skill power. That's, Thank that's you. All works, dude. So uh, I was like, oh, begin- I see. The beginning see- of things to come. I was like, oh, I see how that system's going to work. Okay. Yeah. Well, I so what level are you right now? I uh, just uh, passed 15. I think I'm 15. Overall, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts of this, you know, versus the first one maybe? Uh, I don't agree with your sentiment that this is a lot different than the previous game. I don't agree with that. You're looking at me? Yeah, you guys said on the show that you thought this was a lot different. I don't think I said that. I barely played the first one. Somebody, I thought somebody here said that this. There are a lot of differences. Yeah, but I I got the impression saying that it's like walking away from our previous discussions. I had this impression, especially the day I bought it, that it was going to be like a lot different. It's not. It's no. It's more of. I think we were trying to convey that it's very much the same kind of game just okay but, refined but maybe. like the quality of life we, yeah. we talked a lot about the, the new changes to the quality of yeah, life that the way have. that the world yeah. exists around you and how you influence that well is, i definitely yeah, like, different i like the projects did projects exist in no. the previous game yeah they didn't no you did your map tab in division one had all of your weekly and daily activities yeah but these are more dynamic so they'll you complete one and you'll get new ones as yeah. you go through them yeah no i like i like that a lot projects are really cool because that really keeps me busy Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, always something, shit something to, to like aim for, you know. Yeah, something. yeah, you know, it gives me an excuse to like redo like a certain area if I want or whatever. So yeah, and incentivizes you to get it back out in the world uh-huh. and interact with all the dynamic events that do happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I just you know, I draw strong comparisons to this game and then the other game I played this week, which I'll talk about in a little bit, which is I went back and played Borderlands Two in like lieu I, of the mm-hmm. Borderlands Three announcement. Yeah, sure. but like like both of the games are heavy about in Diablo. You know, mm-hmm. it's about getting loot and then figuring out what gear type matches and loot, all. Loot, 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 loot. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, we say Schluter. Schluter, yeah. <laughs> no. I, it's a Schluter. I, I it's my am favorite meme. Hard against Schluter. Schluter. Not for it, dude. A Schluter. No. Schluter. We will not perpetuate Schluter. 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 Oh, wait, like, how do you make it sound awful? Like, yeah. How do you make it sound so dirty? My old, uh, my old roommate, you say it, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. My, my old roommate, when he, when he was referring to a woman, that oh, he, God. he was not... Respe- not Here we res- go. When my old roommate would refer to a woman that he did not respect, he would go, she's a sleut. <laughs> <laughs> sleut. <laughs> like he had this oh. elevated voice, tone in his voice. We're going to implement. We're going to implement a mental checklist. Schluter of things for not the, to for say. The future of the show. Schluter is this relevant? And should I say this, regardless of relevancy? Uh, we're going to get I'll, the whiteboard back out. I'll make it on the wall with a flowchart for everyone. Schluter. Anyway, um, are we talking <laughs> about that? <laughs> threw me for a loop. You brought. You brought. You made me. You made me. No one made you do anything, no one sir. Do anything. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad you're enjoying your time in Division Two. Yeah, and hell yeah, dude! Like, I like going into Washington and just um, like I found uh, one night I was like playing with like uh, I was playing with two other dudes. I think I was playing with a uh, cryptic and and tuna, and tuna. I 
I worked at the Warner Theater. Yeah. The Warner Theater is like downtown. It's like 13th Street and like whatever. Is that where the Theater Settlement is? No, the Theater, it is se- the theater Settlement is, is the Ford Theater. It's okay. where Lincoln got assassinated. Oh. Yeah. So you don't the, actually go in there, but the facade is, it's it's tucked around some like boxes and, and shrapnel, but like, is there. But mm-hmm. that is the that is the theater district, mm-hmm. and therefore the Warner Theater is right near the Ford Theater. Mm. Um, but what what I thought was really neat is like I found like the alley and the loading dock where I had unloaded a bunch of equipment. Dude, the the amount of like accuracy, yeah, is insane. The the, the only it's difference very close between to one-to-one. the only difference between it is one to one in terms of scale. Mm. There there are some like alleyways that exist that it takes don't some exist. Liberty, liberties. Yeah, 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 yeah for the, sure. No, the the alley where I backed a truck in. A 25-foot, six-speed box truck to the mm-hmm. Warner Theater full of gear for the show that I did was there. It's just when you backed the truck or when you went fully down the alley where mm-hmm. I had backed the truck to, the loading dock was there, but the depth of it wasn't there. Right. Right. They didn't they didn't capture, like, how much space there was because mm-hmm. you could fully three-point turn a truck. Yeah, eventually they, they have to design the world to fit their yeah. cover mechanics and all their exploration. So they had to, like, tailor it. I don't that. think there's a... A mission in the... I think there's like a resource node in the actual Warner Theater. Nice. I think there's a resource node. But it's funny. When you walk around the outside of the Warner Theater, there is uh, little cafes and restaurants like around it. And all of those were seemingly present, which I thought was really cool. But yeah, the detail sure. the detail's really cool. I know... We did have a conversation uh, last week, I think, where we t- I talked about the... Um, the Korean War Memorial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be in the game. Or, or if it is, it's, it in, is. it's in the lower left in that like 25 to 30 region. Yes. But which is by. I never went to actually go check and I was really hyped to. I forgot all about it. The, which, There's it, a whole mission that goes through that. To the Korean War Memorial? Yeah. Korean War Memorial or Vietnam? Oh, Vietnam. I guess I guess I'm thinking the Vietnam no, one. No, I'm talking about the Korean War Memorial, which is south of the Vietnam you're War thinking Memorial. Of the, you're thinking of the Vietnam War section in the American History Museum. Yeah. No, that no, no I, I'm talking about on the 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 pool. This is south of the mall. That has south of the mall. Where, you know where uh, the Lincoln Memorial mm-hmm. is, where you see Lincoln? It's south of that. Like if this is the reflecting pool... And this is the Lincoln Memorial here. It's like here. It's like right down here. It, does it have its own like little pool in front of it? And it's a big tablet, like a big stone slab. It's not a stone no, slab. You're thinking of the Vietnam. I think he's thinking of the Vietnam War. I might be. Yeah. Sorry. No. Don't, what I was saying don't ever is, apologize. I'm just you know. What I was saying is we we made a comment that it's just like an echo, like the memorial looks like an echo. It looks like a real life echo because it, it's of, literally. You know, like, the echoes reconstruct the silhouettes, uh, a scene the, uh, yeah, the for the listeners out there, there who don't yeah. play the division. You can look at moments in, in past time captured in like a holographic representation. But in real life, this war memorial has yeah, these are people and, and – They're one-to-one recreations of soldiers who are walking through a rice paddy in, the Kore- in Korea. So it's almost like you're walking around an echo when you go yeah, to visit. Yeah, like it's a super cool. Yeah. But it's just, just south of where Lincoln is. That's where it is. But I, I think that's like either off the map or no, it's... No, it's, we checked. It's, it's squarely in the boundaries of the okay. game. Cool. I just haven't actually gone there physically in the game to verify that. I'm I gonna, can't, I can't go there. i a reminder. I can't myself. go there because I'm not a high <laughs> oh, enough no, level. Fuck, dude. Um, so I'm like at the end, pretty much at the current end game right now. And it's unfortunate... Because I feel like as though I'm like at a point where like, well, I shouldn't be playing more because or I could, but this gear isn't going to mean anything right now. So I'm like having I'm having a hard time like putting more time into it. So 
this week I've been kind of like being like yeah because you're you're going for gear score now right and since World Tier Five isn't out until Friday I'm still like in a holding pattern of things like well I could do these missions but like do I really need to get more gear I'm just going to replace it all soon so why don't, like, you just, why don't you just go for trophies I looked at that list no trophies on my uh, fucking nightmare on my Ubisoft PC version. Oh, yeah, there's no trophies? Not really. You can get these. There's Ubisoft challenges, which are a little bit different. It, oh, I do those. The Essentially, weekly. it's the, the same week- kind of thing, though, isn't it? Kind don't of. Don't they align with whatever a trophy will be on a console? I don't know for sure. I'm really I don't know. I, sure I like the uh, the Ubisoft weekly challenges. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, They're pretty cool. They give you a small amount of reward, and like it's cool. It's just like you're trying to go for a milestone. Like One of them was like shoot dudes with like – it was like shoot 200 dudes with a pistol. Nice. And I was just like – Sure. It got me. It motivated me to like use a weapon that I might not have thought yeah. I'd ever want to use. That's, what, that's why like those projects are cool because they make you do things that you didn't think you would actually mm-hmm. do. You know, pay attention to your inventory, what you're holding, what mm-hmm. you're trashing. I have this. It helps. I have this nasty little uh, six shot snub nose. Nice. It oh, doesn't okay. even have the, a long the rhino. Barrel. It's like the rhino. I, yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. In the first game, they called it the rhino. It's a super small. It's gun. like it's like grip barrel, and then like it's that like the the. Yeah, actual. I mean, not barrel. I'm, I don't know guns. Whatever it is, the actual barrel is like that big, like an inch yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like nasty with it. Yeah. When dudes mm. are getting range of where I am. Yeah, my strategy for playing alone, and not it's different when I'm with people, but like I'll I'll be in cover, and any of those guys try and rush me, my secondary weapon that I quickly flip to is either a shotgun or an, uh, a light machine gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just shred them when they get close to me. I bet your play style vastly changes when you add people to your group. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't, For sure. I can't play that way. In fact, I'm more of a healer when I'm playing with other people. I'm and just, that's great. I'm shooting the chem launcher at people yep. mm-hmm. all the time. I'm, that gets me really excited for when we get a raiding party together. Because mm-hmm. I know we're going to. It's going to happen. Oh, 100%. We're doing this. Yes. Um, we get to sit in in our group, whatever, and go. Okay, guys, what skills are we going to bring to the what table? Are we do, exactly. Who's who's using the sharpshooter builds? Who's using the demo builds? Like, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to yeah, like that's, dive into. That's them. when you excited, become like yeah. a technician, right? You get like so, yeah. After you hit, after you hit like world tier one, or you beat like the main story, you get access to three specializations, and there are three more coming out later this summer. Cool. Um, and the the first ones are it's demo demolitioner, uh, sharpshooter. And survivalists. Mm, good on. I couldn't remember the third one. Just yeah. Save my so life. so far, my I, the, my friend Wavepool, who I've been playing with pretty much throughout the whole game, he's strictly like been a sharpshooter. Like that's what he's been doing. That's what I chose as well. Yeah, and and Diamond as well. I've noticed. Yep. Um. Mm-hmm. So I started with the Demolitioner, who's got the grenade launcher, and he has a lot of skills that benefit LMGs and a lot of uh, a, a lot of the skills. You get like another skill tree that opens up. Fields. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. awesome. What's the impression um, I got? So I leveled that one out. Pretty pretty high, and then I was like, I'm gonna try the crossbow sharpshooter. No, what's called survivalist, mm-hmm. and that one is more of a support build. So that you might actually like. Well, I was actually already leaning. I was looking it up, and I was thinking that I'll probably end up doing the survivalist one. Yeah, I think you get shotgun bonuses, you get assault rifle bonuses, cool. um, group healing bonuses. You get yeah, I'm um, gonna need that. So and you get a crossbow that fires a, a a bolt. So you're more like an assassin, right? So, but it's a it's a silent yeah. bolt with a delayed explosion on it. There's a, is what it does. There's a trophy that says uh, I think you got to shoot like ten dudes in the knee, mm-hmm. and you get a trophy called arrow, to the arrow knee. in the knee. Oh, nice, dude. Well, <laughs> speaking of Skyrim, speaking wanna, of Skyrim, kind of want to do that now. Yeah, nice little division nod to Skyrim for sure. That's fun. What what that just tells me is that. It, 
it's not that I don't think that the, the developers on the team are people who are just, you know, hip to whatever the pop culture references in the game industry. There are probably people on that staff who spent hours playing Skyrim. Hundred percent, dude. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because they're not going to play games like their own game. They're going to well, be no, playing other types. Well, of games. Some of them do. They're some playing their own game. Do. Yeah, yeah. They have to. I mean, I'd be really weird if they didn't. No, yeah. I'm saying they're playing they their to, own no, game, <laughs> but like in their free time. I, well, I know. I mean, at least from like Destiny devs, a lot of them do play their own game in their own free time. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we're we're talking about it today because today was a uh, a bungee bounty. For PC players yeah. playing Gambit, so that means the developers are actually playing and, and squatted up. And if you match them and manage to beat them, you get a special emblem. That's that's pretty rare. That's oh, cool. That's cool. Um, but these guys were talking about just how they use their own. Because someone like tweeted at the guy. He's like, um, it's like, oh yeah, it's like it's fucking great when you guys use dev accounts and and fucking have everything in the game. And the guy's like, no, we actually use our own personal accounts for these bungee bounties. It's just shit we've unlocked through our own gameplay, and we're all really proud of. Our collections X Y Z. I killed a Rockstar uh, developer in GTA. Online. Oh, did you? Yeah, I ended up getting a uh, a T shirt for it. They give you a physically wow, in game T shirt. It's not like a real T shirt, a physical T shirt for your character. Still, though, in game T shirt. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was a good that was a good day. Yeah, I was like, why why the fuck do I have this Rockstar T shirt in my inventory? I looked it up. Killed a Rockstar developer in like go, deathmatch. Nice. That's like, awesome. Great. Well, you guys want to hop let's, into the news? Let's hop into the news. Shall we talk about Borderlands first? Yes. Sound good? 100%. So last week was PAX East. We did not go this year again, unfortunately. It's okay. Next year, next year we should try and go. Yeah, I want to go to all the PAXs. I want to PAX it all in. Yeah, uh-huh. they're, they're pretty cool. Um, but Thursday, they opened up PAX with Gearbox's presentation. Gearbox uh, had a whole like hour long thing that they did. Randy Pitchford. Randy Pitchford, he came out, man. That dude, <laughs> that dude is a, he's something, man. He is. I don't know what he is, but he's got it. I don't know what it is. Something he about has it. he's got it. Yeah. Something about Randy's name makes me want to speak it in Austin like, Powers. A, no, a weird Maryland accent from where Randy I kind of grew up. Sure, where everyone sounds like they're I from Kentucky Randy. for some reason. But every time I say that, I'm like Randy Pitchford. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I don't. I'll, so I'm going to give you some of the highlights of the uh, of this highlight event. Um, so they came up and they they started showing the teaser again that they released the mayhem mayhem yeah teaser. Remember that thing? They said mayhem is coming. Right. Everyone thought, oh my um, god, Borderlands BR. Not yeah, everyone. But yeah, like, and but that was definitely a rumor. That they made a circulated. joke about that. Mm-hmm. They said it's not a bo- it's not a battle royale game, pretty much, which is good. And everyone was like, thank god. Um. And everyone laughed and had a good time. But what they did was he actually like broke down the trailer and he was like, here are all the Easter eggs that we put in the trailer that you guys might have might have missed. And like they slowed it down and they fast forwarded mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. What, this was the border th- Borderlands 3 reveal that I saw. No, no. The, it ended with the trailer. They okay. ended the presentation. With but the what did they start with? They started with showing the mayhem agents of mayhem trailer. They showed a teaser. It was it's, it before. was like a. It was like a like a statue that they kind of zoomed a camera around. It, it was like a black and white. I didn't see it. Video. Okay. It was like I'll tell you when you're older. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell me when I'm older. So they showed off a bunch of Easter eggs and that, and that was cool. Um, and then there was they were like, and don't worry, stick around because we're gonna give you the big reveal later, right? They were right up front, like we have what you want. We're gonna give but you what you I'm want. I'm not gonna say the words yet. Right. It's like I'm not gonna say it yet. Right. So stick around. So they, they did this. Were, whole they were thing. like, we are not, we are not Blizzard. 
We are not. It blizzard. honestly is probably the best way to do shit like that because like it feels almost like you're getting clickbaited, even though you're at a live event. Right. You know, you're like, I like, we all know, we all know for, what we're going to see. And you're going to make us sit through all the ads that are, that right. are so, your own other projects. So like other, other heads of the content. studios like came out and were like, we have new publishing deals with blah, blah, blah. And they announced like, like uh right of rain two or something, some game like that. Mm. Um, they, they, they announced a bunch of other games that they, they were like partnered with to like th- that they were releasing. They showed off the borderlands card game. There's a card game. Oh, is there? I yeah. that. Um, and this is, this is where the magic happened because Randy was showing off the card game and he says, this is anyone's birthday? And he's, and he brings up Darshell Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. And she's like, a, she's a cosplayer. She's a, like a model. We met her. We met her at PAX. You and I, uh, uh, we met Mike G- Gabbery. Yeah. Of Filthy or? Casual. Uh, yeah. Filthy we met ca- him too. Casual. Um, that's their company. Mm-hmm. And oh, I didn't know it's their company. Yeah. So I was like, I, I see her in a lot of they're, casual. Like they're gear. either they're engaged but or married. There. Yeah, it's, but, but she's she's also like a what do you, what do you call cosplayer that? model? Cosplayer model. Yeah, she's on Patreon. Yep. You know, um, so like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Sure. Um, so she gets on stage because it's her birthday, and he goes, "I got a present for you, but first, let's play a little. Let's have, let's do a little card trick." And he does this card trick with this guy where he has this guy sign his name on oh, this yeah. card, shuffles it into the deck. Yeah, I know that one. And then he has he has Darshell open the gift-wrapped present, and he makes her count to like 40 cards or whatever. And he, she opens she opens this box up, pulls out the deck, unwraps the deck, and then like he like – the trick ends with him pulling the signed card out of the yeah. wrapped deck wow, of amazing. cards. So. He's like, and the best part is, he's like, you guys know I'm somewhat of a magician myself. Um, <laughs> it felt like it was straight out of oh Spider-Man God, 1, you know, uh, it's Will magic. Defoe's going like, I hear you're a scientist, Peter. I'm something of a scientist yeah. myself. Um, so that was pretty, it's pretty entertaining, especially like in light of like everything we've just like heard about Randy in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Did it the, seem sleazy? The pe- No, no, it was, it was all in good fun. He was having a good time. What was she wearing? Oh, God. A sweatshirt. Okay, good. She was she was dressed. <laughs> remember that remember that flow chart we were talking about earlier? Oh, I the, can't. The flow can't. chart of things to say or not say. She was dressed in appropriate apparel. Room. No, I was okay, what I was trying to She uh, was not his her, assistant. Right, that's what I meant. She was not wearing the assistant. I was clothes, referring yeah. to is she some kind of was she dressed like an no, assistant? She was wearing like a filthy casual sweatshirt, you know, oh, cool. rep yeah, repping the brand, you know. Perfect, perfect. Um But yeah, so that happened. Yikes. That was a thing. Um, and then eventually we saw the Borderlands 3 trailer, but mm-hmm. things didn't go well for them at first because whatever media they were playing their trailer through... Talk to the microphone. I'm, I'm right in front of you. Okay. Whatever they were playing the media through, it had stutters and hiccups and the frame rate was bad in the video. Um, so it was like really... like It, it, it was awkward. Randy came, came out and goes, oh man, guys, I, I really want you guys to see this for real. We're going to try and play it again. We're gonna try and do this again. We're really sorry about the uh, issues we're having. Right somebody now. got canned that night. No, I don't think anyone got canned. It was just like the pack setup wasn't good. Like they're not they're not like equipped. They're not like ready and, and equipped for all that. Uh, but like, yeah, it was not. it was just like a little awkward. Maybe Pax is gonna get canned. No, no, nothing's nothing. No one's getting canned. <laughs> Reading Pitchford is like, <laughs> I'm not doing magic at your fucking event ever again. God. <laughs> He had to have been on his best behavior. Yeah, right. Besides oh, that magic yeah. section. 
But yeah, and it's funny you go because he was wearing this jacket the whole time, and he takes off his jacket, and the back of his shirt is like bedazzled three. It's like oh, a God. a big three that's bedazzled. It was hilarious. Oh my this God. is hurting me. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I like live tweeted. A few, I made a few tweets, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing in video game. This is like the greatest thing about video games ever." Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, seems like. But yeah, so Borderlands three got announced. It seems to be more Borderlands. Cool. Does that get you excited? Felix and Trip. Well, we're in an age of Destiny now. So I'm. The times have changed since Borderlands Two. Yeah, but Destiny wouldn't exist without Borderlands One and Two. For sure, a thousand percent. It but wouldn't. is Borderlands the kind of game that you would see yourself like going back to and like playing well, and stuff? It's it's interesting because I was watching Diamond Jab stream the other day and yeah. uh, we were chatting about Borderlands because was he playing it? Uh, no, I I was just randomly asking because I think he was or I think you were playing it. Um, I was. Mm-hmm. And. I was like, have you ever played this? You know, have you ever played it? Because I have, but mm. I never really got out of the first initial area. Like, I mean, I explored around, I ran around, I did some missions. I don't know if I beat the first boss. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. It was so I got, long I ago. got halfway through the game. So long ago, and it was on the PS3, like, collection. It just didn't click for me, but it's because I wasn't, that wasn't how I played games. Like, I mm. wasn't super into, like, collecting. The grind. Di- the grind, the different perks on guns, the different, you know, abilities and all that shit. I just didn't, didn't stack that But now you're older and wiser. And now I'm like, I could probably fuck with this, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Is it something that I just jump into? Do I do hey, the can old you, ones again? Can you not do it on your PC and just you do can. it on your Xbox that you're not using? I, I own like all the games ask? on Steam. Like, is that, that, like, that was an ask like, because then I like, would play with hey, you. Hey, man, can we play together? I can't do shooters on a controller anymore. Oh, you it hurts losers. Me, oh God, <laughs> it hurts I lo- me. Dude. I just love how like you you played it on you played on PC. And you're like, I can't go back. I just can't go back. You know how like cautious I was. You were. Because like we wanted you on Destiny 2 on PC. I was like, I feel like I'm good at Destiny. I feel like I'm great at Destiny on the console. And then you touched a mouse. I, feel, God, I, can't, <laughs> I can't ever, dude. I can't ever go back. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I, I mean, I don't even know if I even plan to play this. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember wanting to like it, but it's never more. We see more. really clicking to me. But that's that all is is me saying, I don't know if I know enough to say this is good or bad. I watch a lot of King of Thalion. King of Thalion is fucking hype as shit on it. Mm. And he was kind of... I don't remember specifics because the chat didn't go that that into detail. He was just responding to like people popping stuff in. Um, he doesn't feel like it's just more Borderlands, period, end of sentence. Like, there were things that he saw that made him excited about a new iteration of this game. And he's an opinion that I trust because I don't know enough, again, myself. But if he's seeing things that make him excited about a new way to play or a new experience about the game. I mean, right now it's only a cinematic trailer. We haven't seen gameplay gameplay. We haven't really. Besides sliding. I think he said sliding was new. That's something I do specifically. Oh, cool. You can't, you couldn't slide. No, no, I don't think you could. seems like a small thing, but I'm sure that changes your entire like approach. But one, one great thing about Borderlands too, which Felix was doing was he can split screen and play online with people. So you can, there, it's a dynamic way that you can play. That's a development that came out with, with the handsome collection. If Which you, is what I bought. If you could, oh. if, if you can split screen Borderlands three in 2019, 2020, whenever it comes out, because um, that was a, a another possible, possible news point. Yeah, um, that would be dope as shit, dude. It'd be such a power move to bring back couch co op for like a co op shooter. I think Holy it'd be, shit! I think it'd be the coolest fucking thing if they did that. I, I literally I played it. today couch co op. I had God on my uh, stream. How's God doing? God's doing well. There is so God does does like playing couch he doesn't like borderlands but he likes the fact that we got a chance to play couch co-op together together yeah and he's willing to do it again he created a character today we both leveled up 
uh, as we were playing, we were pretty much. I'm sure God's a busy man. He's got a lot to worry about. Got a lot to do. So. But we we ended up uh, leveling a character to like level 13. Like his character's 13, mine's 13 because okay. we we're leveling at the same time. Sure. You know? uh, and he's willing to come back and do it again. Um, but I was. It was really neat. Two of us were couch co-op split screen, and then the third player was Kyle in Ireland. That's dope, and like it was all a mixed experience. You guys super, were together, yeah, split screen, and he and was, he was in Kyle, your he was in your party. And it yeah. was a three person party, and the really that cool shit thing, is fire. Yo, dude. the really That's smart fire. shit that they did with the couch co op is, you know, text text only shows up in the middle. Between the two split screens. Oh, mm. that's very cool. So, like, it's not like double text. It's not like they were just lazy and it was like they duplicated. Yeah, yeah. No, they accommodated for the two Yeah, people. they accommodated for two people. I love it. A was good like goo- real, it was really when well done. Borderlands 2 came out, there was a hack you could do with the Steam version where you could get it to split screen across two monitors. So, like, if you had, a, if you had two monitors oh, in your PC, yeah, yeah. You, each player could get their own monitor. That's cool. And I could be on keyboard mouse and you could have controller. And then they would just be assigned but that. That's sick. I, I think, you know, in the interest of you, I know you can't play on a controller, but why don't you and Kevin Oates come over one day and just do a stream with me? I mean, you could. I mean, it could be a thing. He can come too and then we do four. Are you limited? Can you do four person? Yeah. Damn. Wow. That'd be fun. So shit, all, all four of us can do can do it we just i i only own two controllers right now one's broken i have an xbox controller yeah i also have an xbox controller. so both of you can bring an xbox controller and we'll i have no xbox but i have an xbox if you have x if you have if you have microsoft account right i do you could sign in on my xbox couldn't you probably i don't have a live account though like i don't have like gold or whatever i don't think you need that because god didn't need it today cool he didn't need live god doesn't need a lot he can make his own rules his own things yeah but yeah, he didn't need a live account, and we were able to play today. So. Mm-hmm. so just to just to follow up more with the Borderlands story, yesterday on April Fools, just God. got to, just got to point that out. The worst fucking day in existence. I know. Go on. It's the worst. You, but you, you don't do that. You love this. <laughs> this man on our Discord changed the icon of our Discord to make Ooh. it look like you have. Like an a notification, message, a direct someone is contacting you because it puts the number one where the number one would be. So I, but, he, but it's part of the image, so it never goes away. It never so goes away. Like what the fuck? What's the fuck? What's the thing? Why am I getting pinged? Uh huh. This Dick. man's over here. Uh-huh. Like a la- like, uh, sorry, I, I didn't notice your prank. It's all right. <laughs> it, it, it got some people, and that's all that matters to me. Didn't I got get some me because I didn't notice it. <laughs> so this was a, a tweet that was deleted yesterday. It was posted and deleted within the same day. April 1st, mm-hmm. FYI. Um, it is saying that Borderlands 3 is being released on September 13th. That was the tweet. Pre-order now for the Gold Weapon Skins Pack. And I guess it was a GIF, but it's gone now. So If it's gone, that makes me think they fucked up a scheduled tweet, maybe? Probably. And got rid of it. Or maybe not. If it was April Fool's, they would have said April Fool's because then that immediately erases all uh, doubt or worry. Gotcha. Think about it. They haven't commented on it. No, they, they haven't. They know that it's out there now. Hmm. So if they say, oh, it was a joke, but it really is coming out there, then no, they you've delete- lied. They deleted it. Or they moved the date. But this shit is set up with manufacturers and distributors. Like, that's the date. Also, I'm, I'm convinced that's Apparently the date. exclusive well, to the was, Epic Game Store, what was by the, the date? way. I didn't hear it. It's another, it's another September game. September 13th. Yeah. A uh, four Borderlands three, correct. Jesus Christ! Potential, potential <laughs> date. Uh, they could, they could always bump it. Maybe they do. I'm excited. It'd be a lot to negotiate. Also, Epic Game Store exclusive. Oh, it doesn't matter, Felix. But 
I'm just saying, yeah. it's this is the new I, PC landscape. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, so, it's going to be a battle between launchers just literally forever, man. And the I'm, more power they I, have. I was upset about it, but I'm like learning to be like, look, it's okay. They're, this is going to happen. They're going to cl- they're going to claim these like exclusivity rights. Of course they are. That's fine. I wish it had a bit more features in the Epic Game Store. I wish lot, Tencent I, didn't own most of it. You and a lot of us, man. You, you know, know, there's just, a few. Th- just have as minimal personal information as possible on your account, and just play the video game. And yeah, yeah, it's and it's just it is what it is. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, I something really funny happened today that I thought was I should bring up. So I was playing Borderlands 2. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and right. I was enjoying Borderlands 2. And we went out of it for a second. And I'm sitting here with God. And God's just fucking around with my ex. <laughs> he's fucking around with my Xbox controller. Okay. Right. And he's just looking at the Xbox interface. Did God break your Xbox controller? No. Oh. No. No, no. He was just like moving. He was looking at like mm-hmm. what's on my dashboard right now. Cool. Like just going through. And he looked in the lower right. You think goes, God would just know. But... He, goes, he goes, oh, is this Borderlands 3? And he clicked on it. Mm. It was a fucking trailer for fucking Rage 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's only marketing to me because they think I like Borderlands 2, so I must like Rage, right? Because we happen to be playing it, correct? I don't know where you're seeing that on your Xbox dashboard. Oh, it's in the so lower right. Know. In the they, lower right, there's, always, there's always like a game trailer. Adver- they put ads, they put ads like all over the dashboard. Bethesda is just advertising in general. For Rage 2. Right, right. I know that because it is coming out. But it was like so funny that God was like, wait a, wait a minute. Is this well, fucking... When, when that trailer dropped, very similar. there were a lot of people literally said, this is kind of like Borderlands. It does, but like way better. Like I was watching the trailer and I'm going, whoa, that looks like so cool. Mm-hmm. Like You're saying graphically. I'm saying graphically yeah. speaking... It's got Dude, like more realistic Borderlands look. Borderlands Two shows to it. its age, even though it's a shell sa- sh- cell shaded no, game. No, but he thought it was Borderlands Three, and then I'm like looking at it, and I'm going, "Is it? He, like, no, it was Rage Two, but like he uh, thought okay. it was Borderlands Three. These games, I'm making the point that these games are so fucking similar, dude. They're very similar. It's creepy similar, aesthetically very much so. Yeah, but I really want to get Rage Two because of how good it looked. Yeah, but I it's not a schluter. It's not it's a not, that's not, not a schluter. Not a schluter. We're not saying schluter. We're shooter. saying, oh, we're saying no. loot, loot shooter or looter shooter. <laughs> I will fight everyone on this show. <laughs> what um, what kind of game is it? Do you it's, it's like the first rage. It's probably like um, action shooter. Action shooter, yeah. Just like with a story style shooter. Doom, but in the desert with you cars. Get, you get that sweet like tri blade boomerang thing. Okay, cool. From the first rage game, I'll get it. I'm, I'm sure you will. It. I'm very excited for you. You'll probably enjoy shooting <laughs> things in it. I got a pre-order right now. I fucking did it. I didn't fuck pre-order it. it. No, I didn't. I was going to, but I didn't. All right. Uh, how about that last piece of news, and then let's uh, bring it home, huh? Yeah. So Jason Schreier, biggest name in the biz of reporting. Uh, you got a little hard on for him, don't you? I, I mean, dude, dude is literally doing the best journalistic work in the games industry. Yeah. I know you like Forbes, but this dude breaks so much news. No, it's he breaks insane. news. I'm not fucking disputing that. Um, he he reaches out to developers. He, yeah, he's good. He I want to read his comments. Book. Yeah, I do too. I really, yeah, I really I keep one by order. I never do. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick that up. That's that's something I would like to read. Um, but today he hinted. At, the first thing that happened was he on Twitter he hinted. I, I have my notifications turned on for him. Just FYI, just for him, just for him. I have a few others. Don't. It's not. He's not special. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm not saying anything. All right. 
But I want to. I, I want to know when he breaks things. I, I want to know when he does. Turn on Twitter things. notifications for a few people, just I have so I can all be that like shit Neo. Turned off. Yeah. Because I'm just like, don't fucking bother me. But that's, I, just, that's my me I, and my own life. It's just for specific people because, for example, him. I want to know when he's breaking mm-hmm. things. I want to sure. know when things are happening because he is very much entwined in that. Uh, the other one is from that tech channel, right? You got him too. Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. No, he doesn't tweet anything interesting. Oh, okay. Wait, I don't like. Oh, like, oh I, I made a mean. I made a video about the new Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> I was trying to guess. No, you'll never guess. I'll never guess. Can you imagine being side note? Can you imagine being one of those accounts that just like gets new iPhones and Androids and it's like I'm gonna scratch that shit. It's like I wanna break it. <laughs> We're gonna drop this off three story it, building. It gets fucking millions of views. But I it's does. Like, oh god. But I, got, I don't care about industry. that. Is is Darshell Stevens one of the people? No. Is that you follow you, her on Twitter. Is that how you really found out about the Borderlands 3? No, I was literally watching the conference <laughs> on YouTube. I'm just kidding. Keep it in mind. So, so in Jason, mind, Jason tweets this morning, um, I have a really big story dropping in a few hours. I just wanted to – I worked really hard over the weekend on this. This is pretty much like what his tweet was saying. Um, like an hour or so later, please he, don't make fun of me. Work really hard on this. Just please, no, like my story. No, he's, guys. he's like, he's like, I'm, he was like, I'm really nervous about this because I've a lot of there's like over like 20 accounts of developers in there who are still with the company and a lots who weren't who worked for Bioware, and he dropped this story about what happened behind the development of Anthem, and there's it's it's, it's a long when, ass- when we say article like you think of like a newspaper article. This seems like. Like mm-hmm. a novella. It's Helen it's, Gone it's from 600 book. Words. It yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's close to, a, it's over a thousand words. It's, a, it's text. I'm sure it is. Text.com. It look like it. It's very in-depth. He goes into detail about how the development started and what they were doing after uh, Mass Effect 3. They go into, okay, now we're making the third Dragon Age. They even said that like they were worried about Dragon Age 3 doing well. And at one game of the year, that year for the game awards i guess and they were like oh shit now we have to make something else in frostbite because they used that was i think one of their first projects in frostbite yeah and well, there's there's so much to this i don't there's know if we so should, much i don't we're, know if we're not going to get our job to like recap it but but it it definitely shined a lot of interesting light on what happened during development of this mm-hmm. game and why it feels at least to a lot of us uh incomplete when it launched Depend or or in lieu of how much time they actually spent making and cooking up this game. Yeah, um, for most of the development, it even seems that there was no core core belief in what this game was. They didn't even know that flying was going to even be in the game. They prototyped it multiple times, and they weren't going to even put flying in the game up until I want to say what did they in the article he said like a month before the E three twenty seventeen presentation. Yeah, they said it. They they said the game started as uh, it's a harsh world. Your character is going to go out into it mm-hmm. and see how long you can survive. Type game, right? I mean, dynamic look, weather look, and all that. That, that concept yeah. is kind of there, sure. Except you come back and you just get your loot. But then in 2017, we see they showed us that trailer that was like you're in you're in the tower or whatever that hub world is, yeah, the and then they put you in your your character gets in the suit and the camera pans out. You're in the suit. And then you dive off of this this area, and then you fly into the world. That was how they presented the game at first. Um, that is not how the game functions oh, no. at all. Um, you're looking at menus. You're 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 shuffling through menus to get well, to your it, missions. It seemed like the biggest problem with this game is was mismanagement yeah. during development, 
people not making decisions or having clear direction, directors leaving, uh, tasks being shifted, and you have a lot of great ideas, a lot of things that need to be fleshed out, and you, it just doesn't happen until the very end, and then you just have whatever is functional kind of put together mm-hmm. to be put out there. I mean, some of the biggest problems with that is the fact that EA is mandating they use Frostbite, yep. which is their engine for development. And, and one, of the, one of the wildest things was learning that at, at, during Anthem's development, they shifted FIFA over to Frostbite, mm-hmm. which required an insane amount of technical support. So, like, Bioware didn't have access to the people that knew how, how Frostbite to, how to worked. fucking do what they wanted to do in F- Frostbite. FIFA's their, like, biggest moneymaker. By far, by the most, like like miles ahead. So they, they so, so FIFA would need so the support. So FIFA gets all the Battlefront treatment. needs the support. Uh, Dragon Age. They need a studio. What I think EA needs is a studio that goes. We are your Frostbite guys. We are the people who know how to work with Frostbite, and we will support all developers well, using Frostbite. Well, if this is all true, because um, it's it's hard to verify because it's hard to verify. It's all anonymous, which is a problem I have with this kind of journalism. You it have is. to take it with a grain or two of salt because. With anonymity, people are are free to say, dude. People on Twitter, they want but people say. on Twitter, like former devs, came up and they were they were like retweeting his article, going, "I can I can definitely account for this." Yeah, and I'm, I was going out of my mind working on this game. Yeah. My like, stress levels were out of control. That it's incorrect yeah. or anything, but like it's it's very easy behind that anonymity to to say mm-hmm. more or you know or go off the rails a certain way. But if I mean if this is all true, yeah, but I, it's, that, I really that all think, started with Deep Throat. Well, hold on, God! This is not, this is not a wormhole. It's not a rabbit hole. We're going down. <laughs> this is all to say that if like this the, stuff is like the water this stuff is true, it was a joke. Frostbite is the problem, and EA needs yeah. to stop pushing Frostbite because it sounds like it's an engine that's not built to do anything with the games that that they want it to be, to, used, to be on. used on. And every single time, everyone is scrapping previous work done in Frostbite based on the fact that oh, this isn't going to apply to our game. We're going to have to start from scratch, I meaning they have to literally make the tools to make the game, mm-hmm. and you're already behind by years at that point, and you mm-hmm. don't have the knowledge or support to, to develop this shit out, and it just, it's nuts. It's so nuts to think about that they're actually developing games and managing, dictating games have to be built using this, this right. software. Right, and it's, I believe it's because they don't want to pay for like licensing costs of other engines. But... Because it's their own in-house engine. That's I like that's like their... I get that, but like, you know, how much does Unreal cost to license, honestly? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not the a publisher. The that, that you would probably alleviate. I mean, I feel like at this point for them, they've had a bunch of... They've had Mass, Mass Effect Andromeda, Anthem, Battlefront 2. Kind of in failures in their own right, in mm-hmm. their own respects. They've Battlefront 2 created a lot of bad press. It was yeah. a complete working game. Well, That was fine. Interesting but, note, though. Yeah. Anthem is still their, their, best, their best seller, their best day one seller. Really? 100%. Hmm. It's. I mean, I know. I do know it sold a lot. Critical. Still. You know. Of course, you're gonna have people that have issues with it, but like, it's not really a failure when it comes to making right. money. Yeah, the art. The article was saying that like, if that what the, all they really needed was for Dragon Age Inquisition to fail. Yeah. They were like, if that had failed, they wouldn't learn their lesson then. But they yeah. didn't learn their lesson. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they would have, man. I don't know if they would have. That's what they said. Yeah, they were like, oh, no, Dragon Age is doing, doing really well. well. Yeah. yeah. Like, fuck. Because <sighs> I guess a lot of people, you know, had you know stress collapses. Another, another thing that the, that the article talked about they brought up was called the Bioware magic. Did you see that, that phrase that they the, threw around? The expectation that no matter how progress was going, by the end of it. It all came together in the end. Ugh. 
progress what? like a hockey stick where it's flat and then it shoots up was the was the term that they made yeah yeah the hockey stick uh they, they said hockey stick something like it was Anyway. So, like so a, I'm worried about because the sales were so high that I don't know if EA is going to learn any kind of lesson from this because they can they still go, okay, we can release a product like this that we've literally threw together within 12 months because they yeah. only had working missions 12 months before. Like the first working mission was 12 months before launch, which is which is like like crazy to me. It is. It's insane. It, it, it is actually insane. Working prototypes like weren't even like ready. I'm like, we, like we played the alpha in November. Like I played that alpha in November and I was, I was like, this is a little rough. Like I, I couldn't talk about it at the time, but I was like, eh. but like, I feel like EA, maybe Bioware, I don't know. Are, they're not going to learn the right lessons from this because there, there's a, there was also a Jimquisition video that came out this week that was like, oh, it was wow. all about roadmaps. I'll check that out. It's, it's pretty entertaining. He, 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 he's got a fucking character that he plays and he really hams up everything he does, but he was talking about roadmaps and, and now it's like, Companies are learning that you don't have to ship the game. Like even even Division Two is guilty of this. Like I'm not saying like for all, there's a lot of problems in Division Two. Trust me, getting fucking stuck on the environment and all kinds of other mishaps that happen. Oh, you mean like every Ubisoft title? Sure, oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> and these games come out and they go, okay, well this is the game you're going to get when you when you buy it, and then down the road we're going to put we'll, in all these things. We'll figure the rest. We're going to figure out. the rest yeah. of it out on the fly. And honestly, that is, I don't. It's not a great lesson to teach publishers and developers that it's okay i think you're already in that oh we're totally in it no one's it's, learning no one's guessing we're there. This is how it can be we're done. There. it's already it's already part of the plan yeah they'll go if we can get this game to xyz state by this date fine get it out there it's mm-hmm. like no one thinks about like the reputation and the repercussions of playing something that isn't your absolute best work, best work that you could possibly put forward. A lot of the and like a lot of the judgment comes on release day. That's like where most people make their their judgment, essentially reviewers and mm-hmm. players alike. And then you get those down the road. You get those articles that are like, "Oh, come back to this game; it's better now." You know, you get a lot of that. But right. for example, like Fallout seventy six, that thing came out like a hot garbage truck on fire, and they had their roadmap ready. Like, you know, like they, yep. but they didn't have Here's like the product that was working and functional. Right. First, if these, if these games did release with an early access label, we'd be having a different conversation, but they're not, they're releasing them as they're like full it's, on. It's such, it's, I feel like it's a cop out. Which part? Early access. Early access is a cop out. Yeah. Like, dude, I think, uh, it, I think that would have saved no man's sky. If oh, they did no, that, it, it would, that have. would have saved them. It would have. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. It's just, it's a it's a fine line to to discuss. Like I think Elder Scrolls Blades, sure. calling it early access. I don't know what that was. That mean what that is? Like the mm-hmm. game feels like a game. Feels like a game, and it feels like you were ready to release this game, but then you realize, oh shit, we're not really ready. Like mm-hmm. I put the helmet on my character, and all of a sudden my all of a sudden my skin is like literally like just just black, like as black as this table. Like it and you go, the oh okay, the helmet, and then it just. <laughs> Boom, changes the texture. So, oh, we have a lot of bugs still, but we need this to come out because we plan for it in our fiscal year. Slap a early access label on it. Put it out there. Mm-hmm. Commit well, to communication. It almost boom, it almost solved. feels like we're unpaid QA testers. In fact, we're paying to be QA testers. Hey, that's, that's the loop. We're right back to episode one of the Emerging Gamer Podcast. Wait, what? I think we were talking about being unpaid QA first, testers for Destiny. Our first, oh my god! Our first <laughs> yeah. episode of Emerging Gamer. I was podcast. not on that episode, by the way. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I like, never listened to it. I don't that think. Was, it was it was the hosts Felix and Lock and Key and uh, guest 
Trip Zero. Ooh. And we were talking about how it sucks to be a that was un- right around unpaid QA. Uh, right tester. around the dark below. Wow. And it's only gotten worse since Destiny One, so in terms of like like uh the industry? Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like everything is is just dictated by the company's fiscal year and what they expect to make and when they expect to have things in their timeline. Right. And do they release these games expecting go? They they do um internal reviews, mm-hmm. meta, and they they try and gauge what kind of Metacritic score that they get. Um, that was also in the article as well in Jason's article. And they were like, okay, well this might this this will come out and according to our analytics or whatever. It's going to hit a seventy, and it did not hit this hit a seventy. It was like a fifty something or whatever. Fifty five. Uh, according to the article. Yeah. But, I love when you read the articles, man. Yeah, no problem. This is, this is what I... Low, low key, like... <laughs> I was going to say something after the show, but like... Love when you do your job. I <laughs> took, a, took a large dump and... Uh, and just, just went to town on that this article. This is not a bathroom article. You will need to continue us out of the bathroom. Yeah, this my, is, my, yeah, this is my definitely... My legs kind of fell asleep. Your legs will fall asleep yeah, right. if that's the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they like know what Metacritic score they're going to get, and they, they plan around that. Like, they know... They do. What they... And it's... Well, it's I, just I learned. I learned. That's, that's I unhealthy. I've well. said that's this on the show before. Mm. I've said this on the show before, and I'll reiterate it. Uh, when I was in college, you know, like I had take this, us like, on a trip. No, I was. Trip to I, Felix was college. I was taking a video game industry class. Cool. And I um, had what's that class you know, like? I it was great. It was well, like probably not like this. Well, oh yeah, sure. A lot of talking. It's a lot about. talking about. <laughs> oh, these well, I, I learned, EA guys. I learned. <laughs> I learned the term emergent gamer, like emergent gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in that class, but, I remember. Um, but we had a guy, and I've mentioned this. Trip's probably heard this. We had a guy come in from Ubisoft Red Storm, which is oh. down in North Carolina, who was friends with my professor. My professor was a young guy; he was younger than me at the time. I think it was like thirty six, and I think my professor was like thirty two. No, oh, wow. So anyway, but he had a friend who was working for Red Storm, and he brought it in, and you know, to over dramatize it in my mind, I just. Like I imagine this guy just sitting in the front of the room, like smoking, like you know, two packs of camels, mm-hmm. you know, just like, yeah. And he's just like sitting up in the room, and he's just like, yeah, you don't want to be a video game developer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you don't want to do like, this yeah. work. He's, just, he's lighting it up. He's just like, yeah, it's a, it's a fucking rough life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and at the time, that's what he talked about. He talked about the oh fucking. You know, he's like up in the room and like, I spent nights. I remember he was cursing. I I know he didn't have cigarettes because it's no smoking environment, but like, I just imagine he's cursing. This is how you remember him in his moment. Yeah, I see your dramatic. dramatic. I get it. I'm following you. He had really long hair, a really long beard. None of this is true, by the way. Yeah, I don't even, I don't don't remember exactly what he looked like. I haven't seen my wife in weeks. (laughs) But but I remember distinctly somebody brought up Metacritic. A kid in the class brought up Metacritic and he goes, "Uh, fuck Metacritic. <laughs> and he was like, Metacritic critic is the problem with the game industry. And he started going through this whole thing where he's like, wow. he's like, that that's why the quality of games are just going through the floor. And he and he's saying all this shit like he's like, we have to live and die by that fucking number. Oh no, Uncle's off his pills again. Right. <laughs> but he was like, lo- no, he man. was like, we thought it was going to be an exciting day yeah. to meet Dude. a developer, and this guy was just trashing the AAA games industry. Oh, he's like, God. I've been trying to get out of this shit for five years. <laughs> oh my god. You know, All right, like, so a lot of bonuses are attached to Metacritic scores releases of their games. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. He said that's like, a thing. He told us all about bonuses and how if they hit, if they gross, get past dude. it, it's they gross. get all this extra money and like yeah, like these these, these companies weird. pressure these studios into producing these high quality products, and if they they work themselves off, they work themselves to the bone. 
for hours on like crunch crunching hours and then if they they don't take home their bonus at the you know end of the year I when the team comes out I definitely they don't walked do well. out of that classroom that day knowing I would never be a developer in the video <laughs> in the AAA industry and that I would probably want to comment on it and here we are here, here we, we are. are here we are flash forward uh, full circle full circle commentary man but, but well you know, highly recommend you guys read definitely that article read it. out there yeah. I, I it's, it's insightful and also uh, to their credit. Um, Bioware responded immediately. Yeah, we got to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, they they, were, they, they re- responded in the amount of time it took to read at three quarters dude, of it. Jason on the, on the t- tweeted as, as soon as he the, they came out. He's like, they didn't even read my article yet. It just came out. It's fucking like five chapters. Like this article, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, oh, did he say that? He's like, yeah. He, he tweet. He subtweeted his tweet. It was like, here's Bioware's response to my article, and clearly. Very much a, like a tone deaf answer is what is what Jason oh. said. Mm. He um, he amended his own article in in the Kotaku yeah. website saying like they put he put they put this out like right away. They didn't take the message of this article to heart. They said don't demonize like uh, Bioware's message was like don't demonize us in our industry or whatever something like that. Right? No. No. no, what, no what, what was what was the wording? I mean, it seemed a lot more positive than than the spin it's it's getting right now. Okay. Um. I didn't look at the timing though, so I don't know how quickly they put it out myself. It was very quick, but I was in the middle of reading the article it, when it, Bioware put it, it down. It didn't address yeah. specifics, which I wouldn't expect them to do either way. But it does seem very generic, which makes sense that it could be like a a pre prepared statement because they probably they knew. knew people were asking around. Well, Jason Jason literally reaches out to them for comments yeah. about yeah. things, so they knew this article was yeah. coming. They knew it was. I happening. mean, but they basically said like we we stand behind our leadership, we stand behind our developers. Um, you know, we're all we always are open to feedback. We we hope that you know. Sorry, I'm gonna open it up. We hope that this experience of making games doesn't end up being like this. But we didn't get indication of this in our internal like you know feedback surveys and stuff like this. No, but they definitely also were making some kind of like morality comment on yeah, they were. on how people shouldn't write articles like this because it really doesn't like like make the the general game industry look good or something along those lines that no, you'll have need, to look at the specifics, Neo, but like, yeah, I'm pointing that's out. what I pulled away from it, that they were like, we all need to save face together and you shouldn't have a critical eye on anything we're doing. And I'm just like, get the fuck so out of here. Read that. It was in the after comments. Here you go. Minutes after the publication of this article, EA and Bioware put up a blog post and, and an apparent response. We had sent over a bullet pointed summary of what was in this piece uh, a la Jason's piece. Uh, so they, they, um, although they did not have a chance okay. to read the article before publishing their post, which makes this particularly bizarre. The post explains for lack of... Com- okay, so he's, he's, he goes, we chose not to comment or participate in the story because we felt it was unfair focus on specific team members and leaders who did the absolute best to bring this totally new idea to fans. We didn't want to be a part of something that was attempting to bring them down as individuals. Oh, no, that's, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the, the, I re- reading Jason's article didn't get that impression. Mm-hmm. He was literally just telling the story of the developers he was talking to. Uh, well, the Peter guy, the Peter Sunderland guy seemed like a real dick in it. Oh, yeah. Well, he's he's the guy. He's, you know? yeah. he's Seems like a he's dick. He's the guy, cuz. He's the guy. Uh, well, so in the context of this whole timing, go ahead. they for sure prepared that without reading. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. They, already, had yeah, they had it ready, ready to go. To go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were waiting for Jason to post his article. Crazy. I guess if you, if you go off a bullet-pointed summary and you just see, like, names and people and they go, oh, well, we're not going to fucking tear down yeah. our leadership. 
No, definitely you know? not. No, they they they're gonna. Well, they, that was. So I I can respect that was the, that was the the response you would expect. I can right? I can respect that from yeah. from someone saying, "Hey, I don't want to participate in negativity around the industry. I'm open to feedback and conversation, but I'm not going to attack people." But, Literally the negativity in the article is pointed at the management. That's what I'm, but you know what I mean? What like I'm saying it's, is yeah. like that's one thing to say that mm-hmm. based on your understanding, but you're not actually looking at the context of what it was presented in. You're not Correct. looking at the full story. Correct. Mm-hmm. Which is very unfortunate. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. Well, I mean, it's definitely interesting behind the scenes, which I just appreciate. Yeah. These are, from a knowledge honestly, you'll, anytime articles like this come out, I'll always want to talk about, these are my favorite stories that come yeah, in on these. Yeah. Like the Randy Pitchford story from a while ago. We didn't talk about this, but the right game story that came out, that was a crazy one. What was the right game story? Um, it was all the sexual harassment cases. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't, yeah. we didn't talk about that on the show because we didn't want to, that, that's kind of like a, 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 to- a really difficult topic to address. Yeah. But when you're a panel of four white males, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I don't think we should really be. I don't know. I just. Well, you're you're, you're right that you there know. are certain voices and perspectives not present, right? So, yeah. And the article itself spoke for itself and did a really good job of it. It's uh, another Kotaku uh, writer, mm-hmm. um, and she actually won an award for that article. By the way, she got a some kind of journalism award. Hmm. I remember. But anyway, yeah. whenever whenever those articles come out, those are my favorite. The ones that give you that behind the scene the look, those yeah. deep dives into like. What the development happened? That's why I like the No Clip channel because they interview. I, I liked No Clip. No Clip is great. Uh, Fallout seventy six thing. Yeah, except gave me, gave me uh, <laughs> except with that one, we kind of didn't really see the whole picture until the game came out, which is kind of unfortunate. Well, it, it um, gave me by watching that ahead of time. I noticed that it gave me uh, a different bias going into playing the game than mm-hmm. what other people had. Everyone who played that game had a bias, but my bias was biased toward the game being more more pleasant experience. Yeah. I mean, it by watching that, it took me way longer to realize how shitty that game is. Mm-hmm. By well, watching because because there because there are a lot of like little teeny lies in that documentary from the developers. Well, you know what I mean? Like ultimately my problem with the game had to do with post-release patches them patching the game to make it super hard for an individual player to play. Right. That's, that's I mean, that's, that's just them that, reacting and not knowing what to react to. Yeah. They're making the, their own game as they try and fix it and make yeah. it work. That's nailed it. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. I had a good, but like, good couple of weeks there where I played it solo, but like, um, no clips, final fantasy 14 documentary. A, a plus man. Yeah. Yeah, cause it, to cause that, that game has, that game is by far one of the most interesting gaming stories. Like I've ever experienced. I, like especially seen. living through it myself as mm-hmm. a player. I'd love to see like what was going on behind the scenes. Oh man. It was dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll, I, we're not going to dive into that. I watched but. the, the one they did about the, uh, there's this in like Tennessee or Kentucky or something like that. There is this group of like 25 people who formed like a, a clan on GTA. Okay. And that out, in the game, they're super close. And in life, they have these huge events in Kentucky, big barbecues. Mm-hmm. And he goes down and meets with them. And it's like a, a shit ton of people because it's like all 25 players and then like all their family members. Right, right. So it's, it's like a huge family reunion Wow, that these people have created. Um, and it's just like a major clan on uh, GTA. I love uh, that online. I love when st- I love stuff like that too. Like when uh, yeah, the stories around we, the games. we raid together in Warcraft, and now we're we're meeting up and we're hanging out because uh-huh. we're good buddies and played together. We made weird friends online. Uh, that, I love that. That's how it happens, man. Hell that's yeah, how it happens. Hell yeah. Well, that's all, folks, for today, huh? That is it. Yeah, that's the show. Um, 
Thank you for joining us uh, on the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 205. 205, dude. I've been Neo Aoshi. You've been. <laughs> are, you, are you changing? Are you, is this is the end of it? I've been Neo Aoshi. <laughs> will you still be? I will still be okay. next week, too. Okay, cool. Uh, find me at Twitter at Neo underscore Aoshi, twitch.tv slash Neo Aoshi, no underscore. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, Trib Zero. You guys can find me on primarily Mixer, but I also broadcast on Twitch as well every day, 12 to 8. It is slash Trip Zero TV all together. So Mixer.com slash Trip Zero TV or Twitch.tv slash Trip Zero TV. That's all my socials too. So very, very easy to find. Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you on the internet. And this is Felix Hergood, uh, Mixer.com slash Felix Hergood, uh, Twitch.com slash Felix Hergood. I, I do a Mitch they know. together. What's dot TV? What's dot TV? Twitch.tv. Did I say dot com? Yes. You did. I'm fucking stupid. It's, it's Twitch. Everyone TV. knows. You right. all know what Look, it is. You're one beer deep. Is. You know. It's, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But right now I'm, I'm doing. I'm, right now I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm working with sequels. I'm doing Borderlands two and Division two. So cool. Beautiful. Cool. Right now. And uh, next week Sunday. 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 We're doing it, guys. Oh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Rate we, us on iTunes. This Tell is us important. How trash we are. On yeah, iTunes. please, but do it with five stars. We love you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Give us any stars. Any stars would be fine. Sixty-nine stars. Uh, that's the that's the appropriate number of stars. Yeah. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Whilst recording the podcast, the crew, may not, is a great word. the crew may not always acknowledge the chat. If you wish to stick around, the crew will answer questions from the chat post-recording. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, I could have just... Thank well, you for your cooperation. Thank you all. Mm-hmm.